welcome to MPS Education's first ever podcast. Drum roll, please. And I am very, very, very excited today. So MPS Education is my business. My name is Nikki. I'm a career coach and education recruiter. And I wanted to launch a podcast with me having chats, basically, with teachers all over the world. And that's what we're going to be doing. And we're going to be talking about everything and anything under the sun. So I hope you enjoy it. So today we are having our first ever guest on our podcast, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, Nikki. So lovely to see you today and to speak to you as well. Thank you so much for coming and doing this. I really, really appreciate it. I'm super excited. I've spoken to Mary before, um, so I'm really excited for her talk and what we're going to chat about today. But um, I'm going to pass over to her a little bit so you can just do a little bit of an introduction. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Mary. So I came to the UK in 2001 and I always wanted to be a teacher. I started my NQT year in 2003, so I had NQT status in 2002 for languages, and I have been teaching languages ever since, French, German, Spanish, and I was also a head of department for nine years, head of MFL. Um. And um, I have seen the highs and the lows of the education system. I was gonna say, how did you find that being head of department? Well, the, the job itself completely drained me, as did the teaching. So I found it very, very difficult to have a work-life balance. I was totally overwhelmed. And I also experienced some bullying in the teaching world by senior leaders and by head teachers. So I'm sure that a lot of uh, listeners will relate to that because it is happening more and more in the education system. And I changed my my schools where I worked. And in the end, it was so terrible that I stopped teaching and I worked as a supply teacher for three years. Wow. So you actually left your kind of permanent position due to the stress and, and everything. That Absolutely. Goes on and where are you from originally? I'm from Vienna, Austria, originally. Is yeah. Very different over there in, with, with regards to education. I don't really know. I only have one teacher in the family, so um, and he is only just qualified. I think so. My mom is a retired art teacher and she worked in a private school, so she would have experienced a totally different educational system because it's Austrian and because it was a private school. I always taught in secondary schools and, and that's really, I think, where it goes down. In, in, in terms of the drama, in terms of the power struggles. And it's not just the teaching and the pressure of teaching and the discipline in the classroom, but it's all the extra bits that as teachers we're expected to do. And um, long hours we're expected to work and GCSE grades are really our responsibility, even though the kids study for it, but we are made to feel guilty um, if a child doesn't achieve a grade or I don't know it, it's a very complex very complex system and and you can look at it from many many points of view but but I would say up until I found Ho'oponopono teaching was almost impossible for me. Um, wait make you say that again because you and I know that I struggle with this word and I'm absolutely <laughs> fascinated. And this is why Mary is here today with us, is to talk about, say it again for me. 
Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono. And you say it so beautifully. And I can't say it with my northern southern twang accent, but I love this. And um, it's something that I'm really trying to investigate a little bit more and bring into my life so tell us more about it and so this is basically how you became upon this is because of your um stresses with the education system so you left your permanent job and then went into supply yes that's correct and i had always been a very spiritual person so i had i have a tree and nature energies um, a consultant uh, training i i I've done mindfulness, uh, past lives, and also I'm a Kabbalah, Pythagorean Kabbalah consultant. So this is the only thing that I will still do at this point, combined with Ho'oponopono, because these two aspects make total sense together. So if you look at the numerology of your name, your date and birth, then you can find out kind of what you came in with mm-hmm. and what your, not just your gifts, but your challenges are. And then you can actually, with the whole ponopono, you can just erase the painting and you can paint a new painting. Sorry to interrupt, but for for the people that are out there that have absolutely no spiritualness, they are not on this journey at all, and they're going, what on earth are we going on about? So tell us in layman's terms what ho'oponopono is. So Ho'oponopono means to make amends, to balance out, to do it right, so to correct an error. And in the process of Ho'oponopono, um, there are really three aspects of the self or of the mind in partnership with the divine creator, source, light, whatever you want to call it, God, the infinite. And... um, Those three aspects exist in every atom of creation. So in every person and in everything. And we all know these aspects because we have seen the iceberg that is the Sigmund Freud iceberg of conscious mind and subconscious mind. And I think everybody has seen that where you have the tip of the iceberg, which is just a tiny, tiny bit. And that's our conscious mind. And then there is 90 and sometimes even more than 90 percent, depending on who you ask as a psychologist. They they always uh, they're not I don't think they agree on it, but it is the big chunk. That's the subconscious mind. And this is what we have no awareness of. And in Ho'oponopono, the third one is the higher self. So that would be called the superconscious mind. And the superconscious mind is your, the God in you. That would be your higher self. Then you have the, the higher self is called Aumakua. Then you have the conscious mind, which is called Uhani. And then so you have Hawaiian Ho- Ho'oponopono. Exactly. And and when I first heard about uh, Ho'oponopono, I reconnected with an ancient knowledge I had had. And it was so fascinating to me on a conscious level that this is exactly what Sigmund Freud published in the early 1900s. But the ancient Hawaiians have known this for thousands of years. How powerful the subconscious mind is. And it is comparable. You have Per second, you have maybe 11 to 15 conscious thoughts or conscious bits of information that your brain can in some way process. But you have 
11 to 15 million pieces of information in the subconscious mind going on. So you take credit for something that you consciously decide or you have a conscious intention, but actually before you have the intention, there is brain waves and, and there's, there is activity in the brain um, that comes from the subconscious mind. And there have been uh, many, many experiments to, to prove that. We don't even realize that's happening. Yes, and, and we think we, we have everything under control and I know this and I'm going to do this and, and we don't know anything and we have nothing under control. The intellect has nothing under control. The intellect is just a puppet to the puppet master, which is the subconscious mind. And we take credit for what we say, what we do, how we see things, but it's all prompted by our subconscious mind. And that is very powerful because we all know these uh, wonderful affirmations. I'm gonna have a great day, I'm peaceful. And then all hell breaks loose. So whatever I do with my conscious mind is just, it's not really working because if there is stuff brewing and in Hawaii and we call this stuff that is brewing in your subconscious, we call these triggers, we call them memories. So a memory is a record of a past problem that is stuck in your subconscious mind and that is creating experiences for you that, that are constantly mirroring the shared information in other people. So in a, in a, I have to go down to basics with it mm-hmm. because my brain sometimes needs to simplify. Is this along the lines of what you put out you're going to attract? Are we kind of flowing with the same sort of, so I, I'm basically in my subconscious if there's things that are happening that I'm not aware of, I'm attracting those in other people to me. Not just attracting, but you, you're just finding them. So they are just put in your path. So I think with attraction, I don't know, you could use it, but I, I'd more like to see it as it's in my world. So right. it could be something as simple as you're in the staff room and somebody tells you, my neighbor is really nasty and he doesn't like my roses in the garden and he's always complaining and saying nasty things and criticizing my garden. So I can now think, if I think the old way, well, that's her problem, so nothing to do with me. Uh, poor woman goes home, has problems with her neighbor. But if I think in a whole bonobono way, then I know that she can only say it in my presence because it is in me as well. It is in my subconscious, a memory that maybe generations ago, so maybe in a past life that, that I've already experienced and it's, it's coming back. And it's coming back because it wants to be free. It wa- you want to be free ultimately. You want to be free of memory so you can experience just love and harmony and balance. So you've got to constantly be cleaning and cleaning is saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And when you say these phrases then you petition with divinity to take out that memory in you 
So then it's taken out in you. You recognize this as you're speaking to this lady. And when it's taken out in you, it's taken out in all of creation, in, in everyone and everything, whatever this particular memory of zillions of memories is. And she can go home and maybe her neighbor will smile at her for the very first time. Maybe her neighbor will move out. Maybe. Oh, I see. So you can well, actually clean it. I know by cleaning, you kind of, we're saying processing. Is that is that right? As in, we're kind of moving that away. So if you're saying that, do you then end up passing that on for her then? So for that yes. teacher's neighbor as well. So it doesn't just sort it out in you. It will sort it Correct. out. Correct. Yes. Oh, yes. I see. I see. Yes, and, and I see it very much as you create a chimney of light and that chimney of light sucks out your memory and as it sucks out this particular memory in you, it gets sucked out from all of creation everywhere. It could be someone in China who suddenly has a better day and it, it gets transmuted into light and you are connecting your own God, your own superconscious light with the source, with the source, and you ask. Okay, so let me get my head around this then. So imagine me, phone call in the morning from my agency. Nikki, quick, you've got to get to such and such a school. And I'm in a rush and I'm late and I grab my bag and I get in the car and I'm all hot and flustered and I get in the car and somebody cuts me up and starts shouting at me. And is that something in me that needs to be resolved then? Yeah, you show up with your staff. Wherever you go, you show up with your staff. And, and it's exactly the same in the classroom. You have a difficult child, you have a difficult colleague, you show up with your staff. And of course they have that memory too, because you share it. Now you can do two things. You can wait for them to clean it, to say, I love you. But if you wait for them to do it, it's gonna take forever. Mm -hmm. So that's why we always say in Ho'oponopono, it is to take 100% responsibility. It's not guilty, feeling guilty. So I feel guilty because I've caused this. No, it's like there's a spillage on the floor. Someone has to go there and clean it up. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to say, I love you. I see. And by stuff, do you mean as in our excess subconscious baggage that we're not aware of? Yes, or, or the, mem the word, the term memory or programming, subconscious blueprints, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. And, and I think the important aspect here is that you don't know what it is and you cannot know. There are every single memory from the beginning of creation is in everyone because we all connect it. So there is no me and you so there is only one consciousness and it is expressed in uncountable beings so that also implies um things so if we are giving out love it will yeah. help move everything on absolutely so i know i know and I definitely want you to talk about the things because I find that really fascinating. But can you give us an example of a real life situation in the school for all the teachers that are listening in our audience out there for how they could use this in a really easy way? Because a lot of our audience might not be at this level where they can comprehend this yet at this at this high level of 
Ho'oponopono. And it what I think would be great is if we can give them a little tip of how to do it and then people can see it's working. It's like me. I need to be able to go in and open the door a little bit and then I can kind of understand it a little bit more. So give me a give me an example of when you've used it in a school. Yeah, so the beauty of it is actually it's not an intellectual concept. You don't need to really think at all, actually. But thinking isn't good. Um, I use it all the time, 24-7, all the time. So I have class lists because I, I'm now back in a contract in, in the most wonderful, amazing school. So how I found that job is, is also a miracle, but maybe... I'll, oh, I'll that's so lovely. Later, but I have my class lists because I know which kids I'm going to teach. And every single evening, I'm going to go through every single name and I'm going to say, I'm sorry for whatever is in me that might cause some issues between us. Please forgive me. Whatever that is, isn't really me. It's just a memory in my subconscious. I love you. So you petition to divinity to take out the memory and thank you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this today. And I do this every single evening. So I've got tomorrow, I've got a year seven Spanish class. So I've already gone through every single name and um, I do at least once a month. I go through the entire staff list. So I look at every single name and I will say the name and I will say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. If you are a supply teacher and you don't have the list on the day, then I would suggest as you drive to the school, you're going to say the phrases. I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. You're going to say it to the land where the school is built on. You're going to say it to the building. You're going to say it to every single person and you can just do everyone who I will meet today. I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. You can say the phrases in any order you want. And, and that should just really take out whatever's there between you and them. And in the moment, worst case scenario, you walk, if I have to do a cover, I will walk into the classroom. And as I walk in, I just look around and I just ask to do a quick cleaning, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I just try and just focus on me. So it has changed my, my teaching completely because I never think, what's the problem with this student? What's the problem with young people today? Why and is it happening to me? Exactly. Why am I? Yeah. You're, you're just thinking, what's in me that's causing it? You don't know what it is. It's something, memory, some programming. And, and sometimes you will immediately just cut out any issues and sometimes issues will still happen because you turn up with your staff and there's so much in you. Mm -hmm. So some classes you will clean and clean and clean and clean and it will feel like you're not getting anywhere, but you are, you're just not seeing it yet. And I would encourage everyone just to stay look inward and, and not look at any because everybody That's one of the things I love about this is it's taking away the blame and I I'm aware of this in, in myself is that I will instantly go a what have I done to attract this which is making it as in it's my fault 
or why are they doing this to me all the time? Why is that happening all the time? Um, you know, and I will hear a lot from my coaching clients, oh, they did this and they did that and they did this. And this is just a beautiful way, I think, of even if for the people that are skeptical out there who are going to go, what on earth are these two talking about? This is completely way out there. I feel that even repeating those phrases over and over again is like doing a positive affirmation. You're going to change your own state on your way into a school and you're going to go into that school with a different energy. That's how I feel you're going to go in instead of going in the rush energy of, oh, it's my supply day, slam the car, got to get in, you know, oh, I'm just, they're probably not going to want me to come back and all of those negative thoughts. You're just kind of rethinking nice thoughts as well, aren't you? So it's, it's a double bonus, really. Yes, and, and also in your in your particular career as a careers coach. So if you clean before you meet a client, then you will have no shared memories with that client. You will what what Dr. Ihale Akala um, calls um, to be at zero. So Who is this? Have... So this is the person that um, the Hawaiian person that Tell me, say the name again, sorry. Yes, yeah, so um, this self-identity Ho'oponopono was developed by um, Morna Nalamako Simeona, and she first started teaching it in, in the 1960s on Hawaii. Wow, so it's been around for a long time. Very long time. So she, she has sadly passed away. She passed away in the 1990s in Germany while she was on tour um, with Ho'oponopono. And, and one of her most prominent students is called Dr. Len, uh, Dr. Hugh Len, but his Hawaiian name is Ihaleakala, and he, I think he's still teaching it, so I learned it from him in an online, uh, very intense uh, course, and um, he... How did, you he come on, how, how did you come on to it? Sorry, I was just going to say, how did you, obviously we know that you were struggling with the teaching and you went into supply, but how did you happen to come upon this? Upon Ho'oponopono, yeah. um, I was at a at a place where I had done a lot of hypnosis and my, in my subconscious mind, I knew how powerful the subconscious mind was. I had done past life regression and I didn't really know where it all fitted together. And I knew something was going to have to happen in my life. So either I was going to die and ha or have a near-death experience. I was just so ready to to let it all go or something was going to come into my life that was going to change my life forever and then on the 23rd of January 2020 I had an almost car accident so that that's the bit where I'm all, either gonna die or have a, an NDE um, so it was one of those things where nothing really happened but everything could have happened I say so I just drove along. There was a parked car right in front of me, right in front of me after a bend. And I could have bumped into that car as I was going around. I could have bumped into another car. So I was shaking, but nothing had actually happened. So one of those moments in your life when you go, that was close, as in what could have happened. Absolutely. And two days later, I had something pop up on my Facebook, I think it was, and it was about Ho'oponopono. And I had heard about it. I had heard about the traditional Ho'oponopono, which is slightly different where it's not intrapersonal, it's not within you, but you're actually saying, I love you, forgive me, I'm sorry to the, per the other person, which is totally different. And I never liked that. Um, 
So I thought, well, okay, I'll give it a go. And, and as soon as Dr. Len started speaking within seconds, I already had a connection to ancient Hawaii. And, and we were talking before, so I was saying that I have one very clear memory of at least of one lifetime on ancient Hawaii. And um, I'm very connected with that knowledge, that wisdom, that energy. And it made so much sense to me within the first minute, the first second. That, was, that was knew it, it was for you. My life. Yeah. So it's been how many years since you've been using it? A year, two years, did you say? Well, it, I came upon it, well, I came across it 25th of January, 2020. And since then, non-stop, I have been cleaning non-stop. So almost one and a half years, uh, but it was really without a break. It was And would non-stop. you say without this, if you actually were really honest with yourself, do you think you would still be teaching now if you hadn't have come upon this? I don't think I would have got the job that I have because I was supplied as a supply teacher in my favorite school. And this is having known horrible schools I've worked at, having known at least 10, 12 schools in my area, which were horrible. And it was this one that was my favorite school. And I was doing a long-term supply for a teacher who was ill and he had the development groups. Oh, the most difficult, weakest, low ability year seven and eight groups that nobody seemed to be able to teach. And I went in every single day with the phrases, cleaned myself, did the cleaning. I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Exactly what I said to you. And there were supply te- there were TAs that came in and it said, yesterday we had a supply teacher. We had two TAs and myself and we couldn't control the class. And today they are just lands wow. and, and I made such an impact I've got this that, yeah I was I was offered a job within a few weeks and yeah wow that's that was yeah so to people that are out there and I know this is sometimes how people fall upon things like this is it might not be their cup of tea but they're just so far at the end of their tether where they're going I'm in education it's my dream it's my passion but either the school I'm in isn't right fit for me or I don't know if this is the right career choice for me this is definitely worth a shot isn't it they've got nothing to lose really trying this absolutely and and what happens with um you take out them you ask divinity to take out the memory and then you will be at zero and then inspiration will come through so this is divine inspiration so what will I do next it could be that because of the Ho'oponopono, people are transforming in front of your eyes. Situations are changing because your own energy has changed and it's through your cleaning, you have shifted things. Or it could be you suddenly have an inspiration, you see a job advert, somebody rings you. Um, it could be anything. The, the thing is here that, that the really difficult thing with Ho'oponopono is you have to trust. You cannot say, I want this in that location and that's what I want because the minute you clean you're giving up every imagination of what the situation should be and you're asking God to do the God in you and source to bring about whatever is best for you and everyone else and, and then by you have God to just we're saying and by God we're saying however 
people view it. So people will view it as divine, source, God, universe. Yes, for the, for the pitch that I'm making, it's the creator. Yeah, okay. Who knows you better than anyone else because he, create, he she created you in their image. So who knows you better than the entity who created you. So this is um, when you go and buy a new car. I I don't I don't like cars. I don't like used cars. I I don't know any. I just want to drive. And then when I when I'm back home, I'm happy. So I wanted years ago. I want needed a new car, and and I needed a, a used car and a certain budget. And it stressed me out so much to find a new car. So in the end, I thought, well, how can I do this? And, and my friend's boyfriend had a garage. And I thought, I'm just going to ask Jeff. He, he knows more about cars than I will ever know. He knows me. He knows I'm not a confident driver. He, he knows it. He can do it. So he's the expert in all things cars. Now, who is the expert in all things you? God, of course, light. I get it. I get it. And it's, it's, it's almost letting it go, isn't it? It's, we try to control so much. And um, somebody said to me once, and I really loved the way that they said it was that you wouldn't book a holiday and then ring your estate, aid, your um, travel agent to check every five minutes because you've booked it, you've paid for it. And it's almost a bit the same with Ho Oponopono and the same with when you're putting something out to the universe as in the law of attraction, we put out what we want to attract Yet we're still going, well, why is it not coming? Where is it? Why has it not happened yet? These things will happen when they're meant to happen. We've got to let it go. And that is, I think, the hardest thing. We're always trying to control everything. So with Ho'oponopono, we're doing this and letting go. And what will come Correct. is meant to be. Yes. Okay. And, and that always, that sounds so easy, but wait till the memory hits. Wait till you are stressed, you are scared, you, you are hurt. And, and then to do it and to, to let go, that's really what it's all about. That's the How work that we need find to find out more about this from you, because this is something that we could talk about for hours, but it will overwhelm people and they'll kind of lose what we're talking about. And so what is how can people get in contact with you? Do you offer anything where they can come and, and talk to you about it? Yes, absolutely. So my website is www.alohawaves.net and I've got lots of information on there. And every month at the end of the month on a Saturday, I have an introduction to Ho'oponopono um, Eventbrite event. And it is usually at, at six o'clock, six to seven. So there will be one on the 29th of May and then there will be another one in June. So it will be at the end of each month. And um, it's really just to find out about Ho'oponopono and uh, then to, to just go out into the world and, and observe what happens, see what happens. If anybody's liked a little bit what they've heard in the podcast today, but are kind of going, oh, I need a bit more information or I want to delve into that a bit deeper or I feel like I am drawn to it, but I don't really know more about it. They can come to you on the 29th and have um, on the event Brighton with you. Fact. Absolutely. And ask any questions. Absolutely. 
what I will do is, um, as well for all the listeners out there, I have a free Facebook group called MPS Staff Room. So if you want to join that, yes. it's basically a support group for teachers and um, we do monthly guest speakers and we're all there as a bit of a support network. So Mary's part of that group as well. So I'll get her to post um, all of the links in there for you. So if you want to join that group, then you can find Great. it in there as well. So that's MPS Staff sure. Room. Too. Well, thank you so much for taking part in our first ever podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you, to Talk about this. And I think in a couple of months we should do a recap on this because to everyone out there, I am starting this as of, I think I'm going to go for it tonight. So can you just repeat for me yep. the phrases? Say them again for me so I know what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And I told you the story earlier about my daughter, didn't I? Who was saying this? Yes, and amazing. amazing. Yeah. So we will update in a couple of months and see how we go. So thank you so much. Perfect. I really appreciate it. Lovely talking to you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you.